This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Valentine's Day. Today we are talking about loving your employees at work. And you might wonder how we could talk about a subject like that. Well, first of all, let me give a very basic definition of love, and that is doing what is best for yourself and others. And you might wonder, why do I put self in there, especially if we're often other focused? Well, here's the reason. If you don't love yourself, it's very difficult to love other people. In fact, there are so many in our society today who are willing to kill others because they don't value their own lives. You've got to start at home with you, love you, and then love others as well. Now, in the initial dance between a prospective employee and a company where that employee might work, We could say there's a a dating and courtship process that goes on. We understand the company's perspective. The company is looking at this prospective employee and they're trying to gauge, is this person going to be a good fit for our organization? They're looking at the person's personality, the person's temperament, and also the person's skills. Now, not only is the company looking at the prospect. The prospect also has to evaluate the company. Is this a great place for me to be? Is this an environment where I want to lend my skills and my ability? I remember one client where uh, that I had who was applying for an executive leadership position elsewhere from his current company. And in the process, he was thinking more about whether that organization wanted him. And as I heard more about the story, it was very clear to me that even if they did, maybe he didn't want to work in that environment. And so we had to talk about that part of it too. It's a two-way street. If you're going to get together and in essence be married, love together, you've got to both decide that it's a good idea. So let's say you do that. You decide it's a good idea. Here you are now in the organization. Today, I'm going to talk about the company's responsibility in loving the employees, of doing what's best for them. So number one, as the employee organization, you want to have that compelling mission and purpose that we talked about many times, that compelling mission, purpose, and vision that your employees are proud to be a part of it. What is it that you're doing? Are you saving children's lives? Are you curing cancer? Are you building state-of-the-art office and workspaces that facilitate joy and innovation? Are you bringing news and information to people in a very compelling way? Maybe you're using artificial intelligence to provide home health to seniors. It's very similar to when, let's say, you're dating someone for the possibility of getting married and you find out that this person you're dating also shares your passion for becoming a missionary. 
maybe over in a foreign field, in a foreign country, over in China, or perhaps in Africa or somewhere. Or maybe that person shares your passion for being an educator, maybe an educator in inner city schools. Or you both have a passion for being foster parents or adoptive parents to children. And so you open your home to many children. The point is, there is somehow that shared mission and purpose and vision that's greater than just yourself. Secondly, the organization is responsible for appreciating the employees. In other words, you're appreciating the person for who they are, their character. There are some people who are just those ones in the workplace who smile and make sure everyone is having a good day. There are those people who they lend their skills and their brains to think of new innovations and new ideas. They know how to build on the concepts of others to get to a different place. So you're celebrating and appreciating their character, their personality, and also the job skills and the value that they bring to creating the culture and also to achieving the vision and mission of the organization. That means that just like that husband who maybe told his wife 30 years ago that he loved her in the workplace, you regularly have to demonstrate that appreciation by saying thank you sharing a note of thanks, perhaps offering an award or a recognition. And that award or recognition in the love language of the person who's receiving it. It could include cash compensation or it could include some other opportunity. But the point is, you don't say you love them when they first come in and never speak to them again. So you want to be appreciating employees regularly and on a daily basis saying thank you to many people in the workplace. Thirdly, the organization is responsible for providing necessary support. So your employees need training in order to do their work effectively. They may need other staff members because perhaps they're overworked. Maybe they're doing the job of two or three people. There may be some staffing issues that need to be addressed. They might need Direct instruction, maybe from a supervisor, a boss, or a peer mentor, a peer coach. They might need time spent with the leaders, time spent with key people in the organization, maybe mentors, increased visibility, new connections. Perhaps in terms of support, it's things that are that just make life easier, like a flexible work schedule, childcare on site, dry cleaning services, fitness centers. All of this to facilitate work-life balance. So that's number three, providing necessary support. Number four, opportunities to learn, grow, and develop. Keeping the relationship interesting. Just imagine if you were in a boring marriage, it's very hard to stay motivated and to want to stay in that marriage. People want to have renewed relationships on a regular basis. That means the same relationship, but that's kept alive, that's kept growing with new challenges, new skills, and with some diversity thrown in. That means that even if you have someone who's not living up completely to their potential or they've fallen behind, that you care enough to give that person feedback to again challenge them to learn and to grow. And if I think about it, think about people being made in the image of God. God was endlessly and is endlessly creative, and so are his people.
And number five is co-create an exciting life together. Don't just dictate what's next or what you're going to do. Have mutual respect and envision the future. Have something to look forward to together where there's a balance of direction, where you're following in the footsteps of others, and a balance of freedom, where you get to lead, you get to create. In other words, you want a partnership for success going forward. Number six, have fun together. Doing work in a way that's fun. The fun doesn't have to be separate from the work, although it can be. You can have game rooms, picnics, pizza parties, bowling outings, ski trips. However, even in the office, there are small, many ways to have fun even in the workplace and to have little games here and there for stress breaks as well. And then number seven, I would say this, as in any human relationship, such as a marriage, things don't always go perfectly. We do sometimes make mistakes. We can step on our partner's toes And we can say things that are hurtful. So learn to say, I'm sorry. Learn to ask for forgiveness and to move forward with some new insight and new information so that you are continuing to build that trust in the relationship rather than to erode it by causing harm and not acknowledging it and not apologizing. And then I would say your bonus tip is continuous improvement of both the relationships and the culture. You are in essence looking at those who you're in partnership with and saying, you know what, 20 years ago, they liked chocolate chip cookies and that's what they really wanted on Valentine's Day. Well, maybe today they're not so enthused about chocolate chip cookies. Maybe they have a new interest, a new passion in terms of favorite foods. Well, find out what that is, know what that is, and offer what is current. That's the continuous evolution of the relationship and the culture where you're keeping your finger on the pulse and you're paying attention. So if we think about the word love, in Greek, there are multiple, multiple words for love. You have that kind of like sexual love, that eros love. You have that agape God kind of love, which is always relevant no matter the situation. And a different love is the phileo love, which is the brotherly love. And that's what I'm talking about today. And if that word phileo sounds familiar, that's because Philadelphia means brotherly love. As we approach this Valentine's Day, think about all the ways that you can show brotherly love at work and towards your coworkers and how you can create that culture that loves your employees. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and 
Leadership Resources.